Welcome to season two of the Serial Killers Kitchen podcast. I am your host, Serial Killer Chris, and today we have a special guest. He is one of the top bodybuilders in the world, having won the Arnold Classic on multiple occasions and placing top 10 in the Mr. Olympia on multiple occasions, finishing number two last year. He is known as one of the best posers in the sport, and most importantly, he's a humble guy. And like like I said, I just always like loved your energy, your positivity, everything, you know, your interactions with your fans. So, you know, I just really, really appreciate you. Everybody, welcome to the uh, welcome to the show. Terrence Ruffin, a.k.a. Ruff Diesel. Hey, thank you, man. That's, I like the intro. That's really nice, man. <laughs> I'm working on it. You know, I try to, I could have just went on forever, forever, forever <laughs> about all the, all the things you won, all the, you know, all the great things you've done. But, uh, man, let's get right into it. So, uh, you know, we usually start off with a little rapid fire question, just rapid fire Okay, First okay. thing that comes to your mind, let's start off with the most important question. What's your favorite cereal? Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. Oh, this <laughs> Second favorite is Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs. All right. I, I, can, I can get with that one. Are you sure there's not a different favorite that no. doesn't start with cinnamon and end with crunch <laughs> and has toast in the middle? A lot of people love that one, honestly. I feel like most of my friends are cinnamon toast crunch people. Yeah, I think like that's definitely the whole reason why we even started this whole business per se. It's my love of cinnamon toast crunch. So um, I'm not too sure if we're gonna get along because uh, that's like my biggest argument. It's always fruity pebbles or cinnamon toast crunch. But hey, we'll come back to that. That is definitely one of the first rapid questions. So I guess we already we already know the answer to that one. So besides fruity pebbles, what is your top five? Top five, okay. Uh, fruity pebbles, Reese's. Uh Reese's Puffs, I would say after those, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch is up there as well. Oddly enough, I really like that uh, one one cereal, the, uh, I think it was the, the Sour Patch Kids. Um, the Sour edition. Patch, yeah, 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 somewhere yeah. on here. And I always yeah. say that uh, <laughs> that's one of the, like I said, I, I thought it was one of the worst cereals per se in milk, but I think like as a, it was a, a great snack, snack yeah, yeah. Uh, for me. That and the Jolly Ranchers. I don't know if you ever tried that oh, one. It was like, if there's ever a cereal that deserves a 10 out of 10 for what they were trying to accomplish, it was definitely the Jolly Rancher cereal. It tasted just like Jolly Ranchers. But then you think about Jolly Ranchers and milk. Milk is a little weird. Disgusting. <laughs> but, but they they literally, like, whatever, like, those flavors, they did it better than anybody has ever done trying to match a snack to a cereal. Okay. I have to give that one a try. I wouldn't. The, la- <laughs> the last one is a little bit different. I like the... Um, Special K strawberry um, cereal. Okay, so that's that's what everybody was expecting you to say, you know, Special K and Frosted yeah, Mini Weeds and all this, you know, all this healthy stuff. And this um, this is a question that I, I really not sure if I want the answer to because, you know, uh, stalking down your Instagram, like, you know, it was a lot of, it was a time period where you were always posting cereal. Yeah, heavy. Yeah, I had like, like 30 boxes on top of my fridge. <laughs> what happened, man? I still eat cereal. What, what happened? But a lot, a lot. Less serious. <laughs> I got I got a little burnt out. Right now, I'm just doing the uh, the Rice Krispies. That's what I'm okay. doing. Okay. Oh, so you're still eating cereal. Still it's eating just not cereal you're just not posting about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, you know, people change. Once they start getting big, they're like, oh, I can't mess with this cereal anymore. So <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you ain't you ain't change up. On I have us. not changed teams, no. All right. And so, what would you think is like? What was like your biggest disappointment cereal wise? Uh, Mine is the, the churro. The churro one. It's weird because like it gets really soggy on the outside, but then it has like this weird hard texture yeah. in between. Like I love, like I said, I love cinnamon toast crunch, and I I don't I try not to be biased, but there's been a lot of misses lately. Like even like the cinnagram toast crunch, I was just like, you guys literally took. I like the fact that they didn't do what Kellogg's does, how they'll just get like frosted flakes and another cereal and put it in oh, the same yeah. box. Yeah. At least half, like one half was cinnamon toast crunch, the other half was golden grams. And it just, it's it just didn't really, mix, yeah. it was literally better off separating them because you can get more of the cinnamon flavor from the cinnamon toast crunch and the sugar. And then like, um, like the rolls were okay. Um, the, the chocolate churros is even worse oh, than yeah. the regular churros. So like I said, they're, I love that like at least cinnamon toast crunch, they're, they're collabing with a lot of different things. So they try to keep it fresh. All right. So here's the rapid fire questions. I'm just going to skip the first one. It was Fruity Pebbles or Cinnamon Toast Crunch. We already know the answer to that one. He said Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I didn't Crunch. know there was a big debate between the two. <laughs> no, that, that is the biggest debate that there is, really? like, of what's the top cereal. And, and even even sales-wise, um, really? here at the store, it's our number one and number two sellers, with Cinnamon Toast Crunch being number one. Okay. But, okay. It's, but it's, 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 it's the top. 
it, those are the top those are the top two cereals sold at this point. Uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the number one seller in the world. Period. Now they finally yeah. uh, crossed that, but Fruity Pebbles is right behind it. Uh, I think my issue, I'm not really a big fruity cereal fan anyway, yeah. so you know I'm, my my decision is a little biased. But I think the fact that it just gets soggy really fast. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, but what um, cer- uh, uh, cereal life and cereal boys? They said if you put it in the freezer. Uh, then try to eat it like that. It keeps it a lot, um, like, before you eat the cereal, so that helps. All right, so uh, being from Alabama, are you roll tied with Alabama, or are you an Auburn fan? I don't watch a lot of football, to be no honest football. with you. You know, I was born in Tuscaloosa, um, so I guess technically I'm a roll tied. Uh, okay. I mean, <laughs> I thought you was a running back, man. You look like I a little running back. I play football, but, man, I don't know. I, I like playing sports, but I don't watch a ton of sports. Okay, was it, um, is, so, like, what was your sports growing up? Uh, first sport I ever played was soccer. Then, um, I was real young then, but then moved on to gymnastics and like elementary school, uh, middle school. That's when I finally started playing football and, uh, we did football, ran track and, uh, did kickboxing in middle school. Then I moved to a very small town, like 300 people. And then there was only like football, basketball and baseball. And I stuck with football. Football. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I, I, I've been seeing all this money that these soccer players get, so I'm definitely putting my son in soccer. And yep. <laughs> like yep. we're just gonna we're just gonna focus on soccer because you know everything else has its own issues. But uh, let's try to let's try to get that money. So um, and I already know the answer to this question: Is it Reese's Puffs or peanut butter crunch? Reese's Puffs, yeah. Waffle crisp or French toast crunch? French toast crunch. That's that's my debatable one always because I think waffle crisp is definitely like a top. Five cereal, but I think French Toast Crunch is so underrated I think so. in the whole family of the Cinnamon Toast Crunches. All right, what's your favorite workout song? So if you were on an island and you can only take one song on your iPad, iPod, whatever we use now, what is that song? Oh man, you're stuck I get in for a year. Like if you asked me this question like three months ago or a month ago or even three months in the future, it's gonna be different. But so during prep, you're prepping for the uh, for a competition. Sometimes I have I have a whole playlist, so I think there's this one song. Uh, I have a couple, uh, but you guys will. No, you can get. Okay, we'll I give you three. We'll get, make three, it a little easier. Three, uh, Drake trophies. I like that yeah. one. Um, this one, I forget the guy who sings it, but it's called Win. I think it's, his name's Jay or something. Is like it Win? 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 Yep, win? Yep, yep. Right. <laughs> just a lot of wins. I don't know his name either, but <laughs> yeah. I just know everybody knows that part of the song. And then um, NF uh, paid my dues. Okay. Yeah, those three are my, some of my favorites. And uh, like I say, I've noticed that you've, uh, you know, you've been. You know, once you once you started to grow in the sport, you've been able to meet a couple of different celebrities. Uh, has there been like a oh shit moment? Like, wow, I'm really meeting this person. Is there anybody you've been uh, really excited to meet? I think like the biggest thing, like from a fan on the outside, like I would always see Shaq like reposting your stuff too. So I was yeah. like, how does he never that feel? tags me? But he never yeah. tags you. But he like stop reposting my stuff. Tag me, bro. But I'm like. Man, I was like, that has to be cool for the first couple of times, you know. The first, when I actually haven't, um, I've seen Shaq backstage. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. But when I saw him, I mean, like, I've never, it was kind of weird how tall he was. Like, it, he was so tall. It was weird. But um, I, my favorite celebrity I've ever met, I and mean, it wasn't due to bodybuilding, but Will Smith. is Like, I'm a huge Will Smith fan. That's... And uh, meeting him, I flew out to Chicago to go to his book tour. And um, that was probably the the best experience but bodybuilding wise i would say dave uh, dave's awesome he's always been he's a big fan. a lot of a lot of celebrities are really into bodybuilding like dave is that dave batista batista yeah, okay. yeah yeah we have the same trainer um you know guys like the rock he works with um a bodybuilding coach uh same with triple h watch uh mark mark uh, Wahlberg help uh he helped promote the event this year so okay yeah he just moved to town um like he, he just relocated from California to Vegas, so he's doing a lot in this uh, community and stuff now. Too. Oh, okay, okay, man. So oh, like, the, Michael uh, John White was at back. I took a picture with him backstage this year. Man, yeah. Now, would you have taken a picture with Shaq with your with the little little size difference? I would have, yeah, but I don't know. If, like, if, <laughs> it would be tough to get my head and his head in the frame at the same. It'd be time. like the Kevin Hart and Shaq <laughs> picture, just like man. That's definitely um, okay. You no, know, you brought up uh, Will Smith is in my top three. Like. Um, if you go out and look, uh, once we go out in the store, you'll see two pictures of Will Smith. I don't know if you ever noticed it. There's two giant posters because with the whole 90s vibe of the cafe, Fresh Prince was my favorite show, and it still is yeah. one of my top favorite shows. So the big question, how did you feel when he slapped Chris Rock? <laughs> I was disappointed. You know, honestly, I like everything that Will Smith does, but I will say no man is perfect, and I will say that 
probably could do better with choosing uh, a partner in life. You know, <laughs> I, was just this, I think this that. is the second time I've heard you mention. He yeah, needs to, I don't. I'm I, not a fan. And I think like he was really. Um, he thought it was funny. Like, that's the part that I think hurt me the most. Like, if you kind of watch the video, he was laughing and everything, ha, ha, ha. Then he yeah. looked over and saw her, and then he's like, all right, I got to be a man. I got to protect. Like, I just think with that situation, I think there was a lot of things internally going For on, sure. especially with her entanglement and stuff like that. But I think, you know, if if it's true, if they have that kind of open relationship, you know, if it gets public, you really can't get, you can't, you know, let it show. You know, yeah. you have to just kind of keep playing it off like you've been, nah, 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 but, you know, that's it. So th- we're going to call this the black table talk since you don't <laughs> like it too much. Um, so what's what's harder? Uh, let's let's just say starting out. Is it changing your diet or actually getting up to work out? I think for most people, um, the diet's the hardest part. Most people don't have a problem getting to the gym. Um, it's the changing your foods because that's what's, that's that's a whole day thing you know we're going to the gym it's like it takes an hour it takes two hours tops you know if you're doing your workout and, and then doing some cardio on top of it but the the eating for most people is the most difficult yeah that's always been the most difficult thing for me period like uh i can go downstairs and go to the gym or hop in the car and go to the gym but eating well like for one like you know just on the go all the time like it's so hard and there's not that many healthy options there's a couple of places like a lot of meal prep companies and stuff but or like a teriyaki grill type thing, or Chipotle. I call Chipotle healthy. I don't know if you think it's, it's healthy, okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, I was like, Chipotle and Panda is like, yeah. oh, I'm eating healthy today. Maybe so, not Panda, but yeah. Chipotle is okay. <laughs> Those are definitely like my go-to, and I think like that's the biggest thing. I, I think I would be, I'd be able to lose this little weight I want to lose if I ate better. But I just love Chick Fil A and stuff like that. <laughs> so, what's your favorite fast food restaurant? Favorite fast food restaurant. Let's start with burgers. Like, this is a big debate. I'm not sure on, you know, the East Coast and stuff, but on the West Coast, it's a big debate about who's the best, and everybody says it's in and out Yeah, well, no, it's a bodybuilders that cheat meals are always, bodybuilders always still talking about cheat meals, and uh, by far, I think the number one burger place for bodybuilders is Five Guys. I just can't, I can't afford Five Guys really expensive <laughs> burgers and fries. No, but mine is Shake Shack, so Shake Shack it's, it's, good, it's the though. same price, so I just... I just feel like better spending $20 on a burger and fry <laughs> from a fast food place from Shake Shack. But Five Guys is your top thing? Five Guys for sure. Have you tried that new viral hack on TikTok and Instagram? It's pretty much just get your Five Guys burger, but ask them to toast it like a grilled cheese. So they'll toast the top of the bun. So that's kind of going viral right now. So try that uh, if you get a cheat meal. That's a good idea. Okay, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. Um, how often do you get cheat meals? Usually, like, usually once a week. But when I'm in getting ready for a show, um... Maybe like once a month. Yeah. And your preps are usually what three months out? Three to four months three out. Three to four months, yeah, yeah. And that's tough. <laughs> Last question. What is your max on the bench press? I think that's what everybody wants to know. Uh, uh, you know this what? is a crazy like my intro to pretty much anything bodybuilding is I was still in high school and I was working at the Mercedes dealership and this is oh seven, oh eight, so prime prime Jay Cutler. And he always had the coolest cars. So I would actually wash Jay Cutler's cars and like I would always like I was so scared to ask him, and I was like, what's your what's your max? And I thought it was going to be like 800 pounds because I didn't understand anything about bodybuilding. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, not that much, you know, like three-something. I was yeah, like, Jay's not, Jay never lifted too heavy. Yeah, I was like, I was like, no. I was like, how do you get that and not lift? <laughs> like, I'm thinking they're lifting five or 600 pounds. Uh, so, like, that's my Jay Cutler story. He was always the coolest, nicest dude, had the best cars ever, and he still has the best cars ever. Yeah, it was just really funny, like, when – you see somebody that massive and then hear their voice. And I'm like, okay, time <laughs> out, time out, Jay. Let's, let's run this back again. But that's definitely it. So what is, have you even worked to, like, to build that kind of strength? Or do you even try um, like that? I don't particularly bench press, uh, honestly. I think a lot of um, bodybuilders don't anymore these days. Um, a lot of them get injured um, doing the bench press. They pull they pull uh, pecs and stuff, they tear okay. pecs. Um if I'm doing like a like a hammer shift machine though, I can get up to maybe four or five plates on each side. Yeah, yeah, and that's for like you know eight, six, eight reps. Yeah. My, my max is like two twenty five. So. <laughs> Easy work for you. I think two twenty five <laughs> is a standard. As a man, you should be able to get up to two twenty five. Yeah, that's first it was goal. like high school. It was like okay, be able to do your body weight, and then it was like okay, you can't hit two twenty five. And like playing football and stuff, you know, went to the combine, and it was only one eighty five in the high school combine, and I was like. I was only 170, and then I finally got it up, and I felt so accomplished to hit 185 once. And then I finally got my weight up a little bit, but I have no idea where that's gone. As I've got older, my body is just 
aging a lot yeah, faster. Yeah, you sleep wrong. <laughs> yeah. you, you got injuries. Yeah. <laughs> Everything can't even get out of bed without getting hurt. So what is one thing uh, you have splurged on that you're like, wow, did I really spend that much money on that? Oh, um, things I splurge on would be like trips and food. Yeah. Okay. I'm not like a, a car guy. I'm not like a, um, I don't need super nice clothes and jerseys and stuff like that. But clothes and food is, is basically what I spend my money. <laughs> not clothes, but uh, vacations and, and food. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Uh, I was a sneakerhead growing up. I probably have 150 pairs of sneakers. Like that was my thing. And like, I think it was trying to repair trauma from my childhood from, you know, getting talked about for not having shoes. So I just went on this crazy binge yeah. for years, just trying to like replace that happiness that fill that void, I guess. And then um, and then really like I'm, I'm a real uh, I don't want to call myself cheap, <laughs> but it, like all that stuff doesn't. Like I, I rather like I spend a lot of money on my wife and like on my children and stuff. The only thing that I spend money on that for me is my car. Like I've always just loved cars and I've had a Tesla for a while now. So okay. like that's like the only thing where I'm like, okay, am I really spending this much money on a car? But then I justify it like, well, everybody else is spending four hundred dollars on gas a month. Exactly, so I was gonna it's say the same yeah. thing. Like really, like people like when they think about how like how expensive some of these cars are, I'm like. Well, let's just say, like, I had a BMW before, and it was six, $700 a month, but then gas is $400. Like, sure. the Tesla is actually cheaper, you know, when it comes to that, especially when I'm driving a lot and stuff. But uh, let's get into your childhood, man. So how was <laughs> how was growing up rough? Like, what? Oh, yeah, I just, I just uh, explored this. I did a video on it not too long ago. Um, I think I had a good childhood, you know. Uh, we didn't have the most money, uh, but it was just me and my mom and uh she she took care of me. She did. I think um, I, I tell her all the time. I was like, I don't know how you knew what to do, but you did the right things. Um, she had me at 20 years old, had to drop out of uh, college to provide because my father was her. Her and my father stayed together for a while, but um, he just wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't it. So she left, um, moved back home with her mother and uh, started working. Um uh, but yeah, I mean, I grew up, like the, my first few years. I grew up in a trailer home. Um, my grandmother wasn't very well off at all. Um, we had like holes in the floor, so they would put like these wooden uh, planks over the so we wouldn't fall through the the trailer. Um, the the tub the, the 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 tub didn't work anymore, so they would uh, heat up water on the stove and pour it into like the tin tub from like Beverly Hill Yeah, and just shit. a little. Yeah, yeah. So I would take baths in there and. Um, I guess looking at that from the outside or as an adult, that's not, you know, it's not a great situation. But as a kid, you don't really think about it. And it was it was fine. And that's how I looked like, you know, growing up and like, with, I don't know if your parents or they sent you to the store with food stamps to try to get changed and all this like yeah, yeah. crazy stuff. You know, just growing up in that environment, it's it's normal. But then, you know, I look back at it now and it's like, is that the reason I'm like this? Like, is that why? Like, I'm so focused on trying to, you know, not ever see those things. Like, I think. I don't, like I said, I don't think anybody should struggle, and I do everything I can so my son never has to experience that. But I think that, like, it definitely makes us a better, a stronger, you know, stronger people, yeah. you know, going forward. I was thinking, that there's a, you know, there's that quote, um, hard times create strong men. Yeah. And then, um, I forget the middle part, but then uh, good times, oh, strong men create good times, and then good times create weak men. And it's like a cycle. So it's very difficult. Like, I know this situation, too. It's very difficult to uh, want to provide everything for your kid, but at the same time understanding that if you don't give them a little bit of challenge, a little bit of struggle, then they, they're not going to be able to handle the real world properly. Yeah, and that's that's also, like, the biggest fear. Because I have some other friends that are doing really well for themselves, and I'm like, what are we going to do? Are we going to send these kids to private school? Like, like I don't want to, like, I, I think I'm still, like, you know, like, my, like, you know, I had my father um, around he just was like one of those more like, okay, take some money, go do what you got to do. <laughs> like sitcom dads. Yeah, yeah. Instead, instead <laughs> yeah. of like, oh, let's go, let me teach you how to do this. He'll just mm -hmm. pay for it. So like, I still appreciate that because again, I didn't know any, I didn't know a different dad, you know, and stuff like that until growing up, you know, but just like, I think that just having, having, having an example and being an example is definitely like the, the biggest thing. So it's just, it's tough. It's like, say it's tough to have that balance. Like, I don't know how to let him live his life, you know, without trying to trying to orchestrate it and lead him down the right path that I don't, you know, that that's, I think is best for me instead of what's best for him. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm going to try to give him his freedom, but you know, I just want what's best and I don't want him to have to live through 
the stuff that I lived through because that stuff is definitely not fun. It's but, not. But how do you balance it? <laughs> like, how do you balance it? It's like, here, take all these shoes, take all these toys. It's just, I think I'm overcompensating for my rough childhood. That sucks. And I think it's yeah. a bad, like, but is it a bad thing or is it good? Because I think other cultures and ethnicities, that's, that's their normal life. Like, mm-hmm. we look at it as we're doing extra. They look at it as it's normal. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I definitely understand that. I like the way she, we were talking about Shaq earlier. I like the way he kind of, uh, he's been um, raising his kids. That's my money. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, we yeah, ain't yeah. rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same with Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan's the same way. Like, um, he's doing the same exact things. And I, I, I think that's um, probably the way to go. Like, you know, obviously, like, if they need something, you're going to give it to them. But definitely. not, not having in their mind not to expect that this is yours, you know, type deal. I think just, you know, instilling those good values of, you know, let's give back. Like, instead of mm-hmm. Christmas, you know, we get everything all year. Let's go try to yeah, give back to yeah. the community. I think it's, there's little things you can do. I, I still just think it's going to be a rough balance because my son loves Marvel superheroes. So um, this kid, we were eating, and this kid had three of the, like, Hulk and everything, and it broke my son's heart because he only had, my, my son only had Spider-Man, and, and this kid had everything <laughs> else. And, like, I've never seen my son cry so bad so wow. now he has every character like three times so he has like 100 like like 40 characters just around the house and it's like this is not good because it's showing him i can just cry and get my way but yeah. it's still like i'm just trying to be that good dad you know i'm trying to uh and then i saw something uh mrs obama said yesterday it's like you don't need to be your kids friends like it was a big debate with her and kelly Rowland, and i'm like you know i probably need to you know try to find this balance, balance. and make sure that we he understands that i'm not his friend but it's hard, you know, especially when you have your first one, but it's just that. And do you want any children in the future? Is that yeah, something you want to yeah, do? Yeah, I definitely want to. I definitely want kids. I, you know, like uh, uh, my father wasn't really um, the best. My mother's father wasn't really the best. And I would love to kind of break that. Break that, 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 that generational that. curse. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. So, you know, your childhood, you know, you said it was a little little rough, but you really didn't know it was that growing up. So then what happened? So you went off to the military. So how did you get into that? Um, so I, I graduated school early and, um, my mom was like, you're not going to sit around the house. You, you know, go to college, get a job or, you know, join the military. I, uh, was in the ROTC in, in high school and, um, the guy, Major Brown, he was the instructor. Um, I really connected with him as like a father figure. So I was like, okay, let me go and, uh, do this. You know, I, I liked the structure. I liked the discipline. It taught me a lot. It taught me more than anything in any other class you know so um i ended up joining um at the age of 17 and um yeah yeah i I originally joined to do special forces um being a 17 year old kid i was like oh yeah this is badass you know let me go be like arnold commando Uh, like uh yeah i don't know i was was, yeah i had no idea what it really jump out of planes and just go go to war and everything and then i got there and i'm like holy crap this is a lot harder than what i expected and um i didn't i I made it pretty far i had a month left but i ended up not making it through and then they put me in a uh avionics job so yeah would you say the military discipline is harder than like your coaches and everything and how they push you? Or did that prepare you so it's pretty easy because you've already had that yeah. craziness and stuff? I think, um, you know, all throughout my life, my mother, the military, you know, um, um, high school sports, all this stuff um, made it very easy for me to transition into bodybuilding. Okay. I had already had that discipline. Even with my mom, the way she cooks, um, it was a lot of healthy foods. We didn't have soda in the house. Um, you know, so we, it was a very... It was a pretty strict diet we had at home, so um, transition to bodybuilding was pretty easy. Yeah, I couldn't. Um, so, what was your so besides like you know joining the special forces? What did you want to get out of the military? Like, what would have been like the top job? Like, did you want to be a pilot? And like, what was what did you actually want to do going into it? I did, yeah, I just want to do the, the special forces you thing. Do the fun um, stuff. Yeah, I wanted to to be in the thick of it and 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 uh, you know protect lives, do thing, things like that, travel the world. Uh, and then eventually I, I, I wanted to join the CIA. I wanted to okay. be like an operative there. You um, wanted to be a little spy. Yeah, yeah, I did. There was a show <laughs> called Burn Notice. Okay. Yeah. And I really loved it. I was like, man, this is really, really cool. All these, I just like that, the fact that he could do, he knew so many things and had so many skills. Like he could do like almost anything. He He's the guy, they let him out of jail, right? Is that the show? No, Bernos, he was a spy, and then they blacklisted yeah, him. Yeah, they blacklisted him. And he was him. trying okay. to figure out who, who, did, who it. did it. 
Yeah, and I was like, man, this is really cool. And so my whole, I had a whole like plan set. I was, I was, gonna, I was gonna do special forces, do that for six years, then apply to be in the CIA, and then and then do that for a while. And looking back on the military, is it still a good decision, or do you think it's it no, was just something you had to do at that point? I think it was a good decision. Um, they taught me a lot of skills. They taught like I see people my age now, and I'm like, they're they're, they're struggling with discipline. They're struggling like with direction and, and, and skills. And the cool thing about the military is, is at a very young age, they give you responsibility and they give you a very measured amount. Like they don't give you too much or too little, but um, they definitely prepare you um, to be a leader at a very young age. You know, you could be a, a sergeant uh, with, with troops under you. Like I could have been a sergeant, I joined at 17 uh, within three years. So at 20 years old, I could have, I could have like, like people under me and, you know, um, so, um, I think that was a very good thing. And then I ended up still having to go to school. They still, they still prioritize yeah. education. So to, to advance in the military, you still have to be taking college courses, getting a degree to be a, a sergeant and things like that. Um, the only negative thing I would say is they teach you all this stuff, but then they don't teach you like more so like life stuff, like how to do taxes, because the taxes <laughs> are very easy. They don't teach you how to like go get health care, because that's already provided. A lot of some things are very much like given to you um, on that end, and that was a little difficult to learn. But um, I would say the skills, the other skills you learn outweigh like the stuff they don't teach you. Yeah, and I think like just in the school district, it's like everything that I needed in life, like they didn't really ever teach it. Like, you know, taxes and credit <laughs> and any of that stuff that we really actually need, but they want to teach you like what is the circumference of this. I'm just like, come on, guys. Like I wish that I mean, I don't wish I can go back and, you know, redo the school and what we learned, but I just hope that, you know, I hope like financial literacy and all that stuff becomes part of the it curriculum be. because there's no reason why I needed French to graduate. Like, yeah. if I wanted to take French, then that's on me. But, like, how about something that's really going to help me in life besides all these crazy classes? And even college, I think college was probably easier for me than high school. But it's just like, what are we really what are we really teaching these kids? I think they're teaching them to be part of the, the pro, their program, yeah. that part yeah. of their program. Um, and, like, I, I think even now more than ever, I think, not that college doesn't matter, but I think it's mattering a lot less. Yeah, you know? especially with the prices and if, everything. Yeah, and they're like, hey, like, you need to go to school to get an education. What for? To make more money. But then they're like, well, how about I just go make money? Well, money isn't everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what do you what do you want me to do, guys? So yeah. I just think with tech and everybody, it's, it's a lot easier to make money without a college degree. Sure. And I think that I'm not going to call it a scam, but it's like, you have these teachers that are 40, 50, 60 year old professors that don't even know how to work a phone. <laughs> like, yeah. what are they really like? What is that going to do for you? You can do literally everything on your phone at this time. So that's just my little rant on on college. So let's move on to, to the <laughs> to the reason why everybody is here. Let's move on to bodybuilding. How did yeah. that start? Um, once I washed out of TAGP, the Special Forces uh, program, I uh, in my mind, I was like, OK, let me. I knew what the, the issue was. I was very, very small. I was 125 pounds. Um, so some things I, were really, I was really good at, but like some of the other things that required a little bit more strength, a little bit more weight, were, it was more difficult. So I was, like, I was like, okay, let me go fix the problem and then reapply and um, just beat it, you know, get through it. Um, so I started lifting weights, and then very quickly I started to, to, to gain uh, weight. And... I had these friends and it's like, Hey man, you should look into bodybuilding. And so, um, I went to the grocery store cause I didn't have a smartphone at the time. Okay. <laughs> I found a, a bodybuilding magazine and I was like, Oh, okay, this is awesome. This is cool. um, Dexter Jackson was on the cover. And, uh, from that point on, that's what I, I, I focused on. Definitely. Know? Who do you think is the, uh, so uh, we're talking like in the open division, who is your number one in that division? Like, who was like that motivation? That like really of all was like, time. Of all time. Of all like, time. I was. Let's say, just say before you, before you did all the studying, but like once you're yeah. first starting out, you're like, that's that's my goal. I would say, when I first started out, Kai Green was my favorite bodybuilder. Yeah. So that yeah. ponytail gets me every time, <laughs> but I'm just like, he's definitely like more animated. Like I love. Like I started watching some of his posing stuff because I came across mm -hmm. it. I think once I started following you and like my algorithm, which is like, look at all these bodybuilders. <laughs> so uh, a while ago, but definitely like, uh, you know, Kai mm -hmm. Green, I think everybody, Ronnie Coleman, I think was like Ronnie the Coleman. standard for everybody. It's so sad to like 
see his body break down yeah. on him. And I'm just like, you know, I watched his Netflix special a couple years ago. Super and it's just sad. like, yeah, it's like, man, like he's such a, he's a cop one day and then he's just, yeah, yeah he's barely walk at this point. It's interesting. I mean, I, I like different bodybuilders for different reasons. I think Kai is, is changed a little bit over the years, but back when I started, he probably inspired and motivated more people than, you know, anyone in the sport. Um, physique wise, I would say Ronnie and Flex Wheeler for sure. And, um, just overall mindset and like a good person. Uh, Lee Labrada is probably my okay. favorite bodybuilder by far. A good father, good businessman, great poser, great bodybuilder. Just, a, just all overall great individual. Definitely, man. Um, like I say, bodybuilding. Like I could never do it because you know I'm not I'm not disciplined <laughs> enough. <laughs> but do you think uh, like do you think it was the best decision for you? To get into bodybuilding, like um, I'm pretty sure when you were young, when they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? It wasn't bodybuilding. Uh, so like, do you think that was really, you know, the best decision for your life and stuff like that? I think so. I've learned a lot um, over the years. Um, I've been able to do a lot more. You know, even if people say they join the military to travel. I didn't go anywhere in the military. Um, but just, I've been just able, the boot camp. I know, right? Just the boot camp. <laughs> but um I've been able to see the world. I've been able to meet so many people and, and, and touch so many people and make an actual impact. I, I think the, the purpose of life is to use your, your skills and your talents to make the world better. And, uh, you know, obviously just looking at it, you know, on the very service level, yeah, bodybuilding, just working out, whatever, is not a very useful thing for society. But at the same time, you know, I have, I have people, you know, tell me every single day that I inspire them, that I, I've helped them in some way, even if it's not even directly in the gym type stuff. When they they meet me and I tell them like, "Oh, I'll read this book," you know, I, I, that's the stuff I like. You know, um, being able to positively impact people, and I think I've been able to do that at a larger scale because of bodybuilding. Yeah, definitely. Like your platform has definitely grown like tremendously. You know, and it's just like. I look at it like it's not like jealous. It's just like, damn, like he in the gym every day. Like I need it. I need to get it together. Like I don't have to go that far. I have to get in the elevator and go downstairs. But it's just like finding that discipline. Like I respect people so much for that. It's just like, you just know, to do something and just stick with it. Mm -hmm. I just like my life is just, all right, I want to do this. I want to do a podcast. I want to shoot content. I have to run as the store. I have a son. It's just like finding that balance is do everything before you have children. I know, <laughs> like, right? like, yeah. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> You know, I, I, I say this too, man. It's like, I, I believe, I, I hardly believe, like, uh, I think Will Smith said this too. He's like, you can only be great, like, really great at, like, one thing at a time. Like, I think he was, someone asked him about, would he run for, like, office or something? And um, I have so many bodybuilders, like, once they're done with bodybuilding, they switch over to the business world. And then, obviously, their physique fades by quite a bit. Yeah. You know, they, they typically, they're still in, you know, good shape, but all that size leaves and... Um, I, people, I have like really successful people tell me all the time, oh, I don't have the discipline, but I'm like, you do, you built this crazy business. You have all these things, you're doing all these things. Um, there's a book called one, um, one thing. And I'm like, if you were to put as much energy as I do, in, you know, into bodybuilding, then your business would probably suffer, you know? Um, so no, I, I think, I think uh, you're doing an amazing job, yeah. dude. <laughs> like I say, it's, I never feel like I'm doing enough. And I think that's, a bad thing sometimes because it's like I all like I, I guess I need to celebrate um, celebrate my wins every yeah, now and yeah. then you know it's just it's on to the next one and I just I, you know I'm ready to put out fires like I'm always on guard you know so I think like that's another issue that I have to work with uh, mentally and stuff and you know that is the big thing going around so how do you deal with the mental health aspect of everything man like with all the pressures because I'm pretty sure the pressure you put on yourself isn't nearly as much as everybody else <laughs> but i think like especially now with social media like how do you how do you deal with the uh, the mental health side of it and staying mentally strong bro and not letting the outside distractions get to you like dinosaurs all over your post <laughs> <laughs> it's been a learning curve the um last year i think it was the first year i really had to to deal with a lot of that and um it took me a minute and honestly i, I think uh i tell a lot of the people in my industry that you know, you guys train your bodies every single day. You have to train your mind just the same way. Uh, reading books, uh, I do Audible. You don't have to actually physically yeah. read a book if you don't have time. Um, podcasts and things like that. Whatever kind of material that's positive, that uh, that's informative, you, you have to, like, consume that on a daily basis. Um, because even if you know a certain thing, but you don't 
actively do it, it starts to fade, you know? Um, so that's the biggest thing, you know, like, so going into competitions, I get a, a lot of, um, I get, I get a lot of positivity, but I get negativity as well. And us as humans, we fo- we tend to focus on the negative. Yeah. You get like a hundred, like, like positive, like posts. Like you look great, man. You get that one dude saying you suck. And then that's the one you, you go in on. Yeah. 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 How do you refrain from like, say it's the same with us. So, um, you know, we've had thousands, hundreds of thousands of people between our stores at this point, And like, you know, you go on Yelp and then it's like the people only want to run Yelp when it's bad, bad, right? Yeah, yeah. Like not the not the 99% of these people that we've, you know, showed great customer service, but it's like they always want to tell you when it's bad. So, For like, sure. what do you, yeah, just how, how do you not snap on these people? And, like, do you have a burner account that we want to talk about? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what I do is, I mean, there's a couple of things. Like, uh, I read this book called Let Us So Young Athlete by Chris Bosch. He says criticism is the price you pay for success. Definitely. So I was like, okay, if you're not, you know, if you're successful, you, it's going to be, that's just part of it, you know? Um, and then there's that, that other quote where, um, no one's gonna, no one's gonna bring you down. That's, that's above you. You know, you definitely know? most, like most time it's just jealousy. Like it's jealousy um, or, and you never know what people are going through. Like my coach, he's one, he's one that'll, that'll go in <laughs> on someone that talks negative. And typically what it is, is people are having a bad day and they don't know how to deal with it. And so they take it out on whoever, whoever they see at that moment. So typically I just, I just chuck it up to like, this person's having a bad day. They don't know what's going on. I'm just the person they happen to, you know, put, you know, put it out on. Yeah. I try to, I used to be really bad. I used to be really passive aggressive. And now it's just like, you know what? Like for one now, like, you know, I don't want anybody to pop up at our stores because they're mad about how I responded. And <laughs> people are crazy. Yeah, people got shot the yeah. other day at a chicken at a chicken restaurant. <laughs> a chicken, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to put my staff in danger, but it's like so now I just like I get them back a little bit. So mm-hmm. if if they have like a weird cat in their picture, I'm like you know. So from the person who has a cat in their like, I just try to yeah, 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 or yeah. I go back to their page and it's like like whatever I know they like, I hit them back nicely with that. <laughs> like that's been my little my little defense mechanism. But we get people to like. Oh, cereal. Like you guys should just close now. Like just so much, so much negativity. And I'm like, guys, like if you guys don't understand, we, we don't really sell bowls of cereal like that. Like as much as I thought we would, we're more of an ice cream and dessert place. And they see the cereal challenge and stuff like that. Like, Oh, you're going to kill these. I'm like, guys, you guys act like they're eating three bowls of like every day. Like this is just a one time. Let me go have fun while I'm in Vegas. So it's, it's, it's been hard, but I just, you know, I, 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 you can't only focus on the good. You have to, you know, I use that to be a better boss, a better person. And, you know, I do want their feedback. But if it's always negative, like, what what kind of person are you? Like, yeah. imagine waking up every morning and just being a troll. Some people, like, yes. Let sad. me get on the computer. Oh, he's he- he's hella muscular. Uh, I can see your veins. They're ugly. <laughs> wow. Oh, you're just like, it's just like, why? Like yeah. what, like what is going on in your life that you have to be a fake person? But that's, I haven't figured out that part out. Like those are, I think those are the two craziest parts. It's trolls and, you know, like the whole idea of people that do commit suicide. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's all back to just, just mental health aspect of it and yeah. not taking care of yourself. Sometimes I'll just hit them back with some, some positivity, you know, and, <laughs> they, don't you, know, and they don't know how to, they don't know how to respond. They don't like yeah. what, what can what can they say? Uh, to, <laughs> all right, like it's just uh, so pretty much this is just going to be like our random bodybuilder questions, and you know it's a lot of stuff that I don't know in the game, a lot of terminology that I would like for you to. What does dry mean? Like, oh, he's not dry. I was like, uh, what are you guys? What yeah, are you guys it's saying? A lot of weird word jargon. <laughs> yeah, bodybuilding jargon. Yeah, so um, dry means like a, 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 I guess like a lack of water beneath the skin. Um, so they're not dehydrated, maybe. In a sense, they're dehydrated. Yeah, you want, yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, the the actual act of getting on stage is probably where the body, where it is where bodybuilders are the most unhealthy. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to um, be a bit dehydrated on stage, so a little bit less water beneath the skin. So a little line show. Yeah, yeah. A little so better. A line show. Yeah. And why? Um, just I guess with the climate, why why do body why do they tan so much? Like, I don't think they should be allowed to. I think that, like, if you're black, you should get that advantage. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So that's why. It's an advantage if you're darker. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, lighting-wise, it'll – they call it washing out. Like, if you're very pale, you, your skin would just reflect the light. You know okay. what I mean? So you wouldn't be able to see anything. So they, they tan so you can 
see the definition better and things like that. I don't think it's fair. I'm like, wait, is that like just not knowing? I'm like, wait, how does he have a white head and a dark body? body. I'm like, are they, maybe they're outside getting tans, but there's no tan lines. I'm like, oh, they're, they're cheating. And uh, this is like, I say, this is easily something I could have Googled, but um, what is the, the shorts, the underwear, like what are those called? Posing trunks. Posing trunks. So, um, why in certain divisions are some of them wearing like like skateboard uh, okay. skiing trunks compared mm-hmm. to those? Like, what is the difference so, in what they're looking at? So there's three. You know, it's technically four. let's just break it down. There's four divisions now in in men and for men. There is men's physique, which wear the board shorts. Okay. Um, that was created to be more like a um, people who miss leg day. People who miss leg day okay. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's, honestly, it's just upper body. They don't even judge. There's a big debate right now. It's like they, you know, we can see their calves. We should judge their calves, things like that. But they're not. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's just upper body. That's what's that's what's judged. Um, then there is my division class physique, which is um, for each height. There's a weight limit. So for me, my weight my uh, weight limit is 180. I think uh, the the winner, Chris, he's like six one six two. His weight limit is like 230. So each each height has a different weight. Why isn't it just so? The reason being so two twelve that two twelve division. I didn't get there yet. But okay, yeah. so well, he can't. Shouldn't he be up there? No. So uh, two twelve was created for shorter bodybuilders. So like um, at a certain point, people started to think, oh, it's unfair for uh, a guy like Ronnie Coleman, who's five eleven, three hundred pounds, to compete against <laughs> like Lee Priest, who's like he was like two twenty. What was you know? the um, the guy who won this year and last year in that division? And 212, yeah. um, there's a different guy. Now, the guy that won this year is Sean Carita. Um, he's actually probably the shortest bodybuilder. Um, okay, I thought, um, I forgot his name. I know it was a shorter black guy. Up, yeah. I thought he won last year, so it was He won year. the year before that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is his second win, but um, he lost last year to a guy named Derek. Okay. But, um, but yeah, Sean's only like 100 and maybe 90 pounds or something. How he's, tall is he? He's like five, he's short. He's like 5'2". So I guess everybody wants to know, like, is that the next step for you? Do you no, think? no, no, no. So you're gonna stick with where I'm you're at. I'm gonna stick with where I am. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to be that big. Um, I it's, it's, it's actually I'm already big enough. I feel yeah. yeah. Um, I just I'm happy where I am um, in the sport. The classic division um, is very popular right now. Um, I was one of the guys that I was the first, one of the first guys in the division. So I've helped it grow and I, I just want to stay there. Definitely. Like I said, I've seen like a lot of little changes, like even with the, I think the money at the Arnold, you had Way something big bigger, to yeah. do with that. Like, uh, so let's just stick with there and keep making that money, uh, mm-hmm. keep making that money while you can. And, um, like what, and what, what is the, uh, is it still $50,000 for the winner in the, um, Olympia for I yours? I think it's 50, but the Arnold is? gave us, Arnold gives a little bit more for classic cause they really want to invest in it. Want to push that one. What is it for the uh, open? Is it like oh, 500,000 or it's something crazy? It's, it's, I, 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 I haven't kept up, but I know, um, last time I, I looked, it was like 300 K three, yeah, 400. Something crazy. Yeah. And do you think, um, well, I guess, you know, there is a difference you know, between your division and the open, obviously those guys are, are monsters at that point. But like, it feels like your division is kind of, kind of bringing, bringing bodybuilding up. It's kind of like, like, you know, Mayweather's division in boxing where the heavyweights were the top, but it's like people are more interested to see. And like, even like some of the followers that you guys are having, I think you guys are growing at a faster pace than some of the, some of the top guys. I think um, right now the money's based on just, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's not based on actual numbers. Um, um, it's based it's on like. Historically what's historic, been. Yeah, yeah. So personally, I think it should be based on who's bringing in the most people, who has the biggest followings, who's generating the most money for the sport. And right now, I don't feel like that's what's going on. Uh, obviously, um, personally, I think, like you said, Classic is the fastest growing um, if you look at our top five, uh, versus the, now, if you, if you, if you, uh, I've done a lot of, I like to do a lot yeah. of looking at this. So right now I, I kind of get it. The top five in classic versus the top five in, in, well, I take it back. Cause the top five, the Olympia just happened. So if you look at the top five in classic now versus the top five in open bodybuilding, I would say we have a bigger following. Okay. Um, so I think. The issue right now is they don't do a lot of tracking of data. If they tracked, I wish they would track like how many people came to see Classic, how many people versus how many people came to see Open, you know. Um, and if they did it, I guarantee you that 
fifty versus three hundred K would be very different. I think it would be way closer. I think it should be pretty much matching, I think. With this the, with the you know, the the whole Olympia event yeah. week, do you think they should separate it by days to be like or do you think it really still it would be the same core following anyway? Or do you think maybe you guys should have your own month like to have your event for your size? Do you think you can get that big at that point? Or should it all just be know. one? I think it conference? should still be one. Um, I still because people like you know more than yeah. one division. You, you can meet other yeah. people and just that experiences mm-hmm. like the Super Bowl of bodybuilding, obviously. But. Yeah, but and I think obviously like Chris is an outlier, the the Miss Olympia, but he has a bigger following than everyone Everybody. combined. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was like sixteen. I'm like, what happened? Like yeah. Ronaldo got like fifty million last week, but it's just like mm-hmm. I say, it's good to see. And uh, you know, like I said, he whatever he does. It's that's good, but do you think, like, um, like somebody made a comment, like, even on all the pre, um, all the Olympia pre picture, like, they would only tag you and him. Like, do you think he's getting pushed out by, by, uh, by like these top organizations? That's why his following is growing so much, or do you think he just has a good team that's I think doing whatever? It's just something about him. I mean, because we've had other Mr. Olympias, and as a Mr. Olympia, you grow 100%, um, but. No one's grown to the Senate. Not, like, no Miss Olympia has, has, you know, even come close to, to 12 uh, million followers. He has more followers than some, than some like, actors and, 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 and rappers and all, and, you know, musicians, all this. Um, I think it's just, I don't know what it is. I yeah. ask people. Like, what is it? It's yeah, the mustache. It's, just, like, it's the is? mustache, yeah. <laughs> like, he seems like, say, you know, just on social media, he's cool. But mm-hmm. it's just like, what, I'm like, what is it? Like, I don't, I don't get it because, um. Like, you know, even when I first started following you about three years ago, like, even he did win and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I guess I didn't know. I don't know what the judges are pers- looking for, per se. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how did he beat Breon that year? Like, that, that first uh, year, it was just like, was I was like, because the first time I seen Breon, I was like, I was like yeah. he got muscles on the muscles. And then it's just like, you know, you, you slowly start to see, mm-hmm. you know, just people get older. And uh, I don't know if the motivation yeah. Uh, leaves there but how do you stay motivated in the sport man because I know like you've had some difficult times like yeah. even like is like the times that you've placed like five six is that easier than placing number two I would say um how well the first question um how do I stay motivated I have to I have to like really like dive within myself and, and find a reason sometimes like okay like I've accomplished this how can I what's my next goal what you know what what do I want to do to, to keep me motivated and keep me going? Um, but, uh, you know, I would say, yeah, placing, um, you know, I, I placed a little lower this year, the first time in the in three years that I've, I've been in this position. And um, it actually motivates me a lot more. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me, let me uh, figure out what I need to do to fix. I have a, I have a, uh, a goal. I have a direction. I need, I know what I need to do. And I, um, let me go ahead and get the job done. Yeah, definitely. And what do you, um, so what do you think was the biggest difference from last year to this year? Did uh, like I say, I know it's not lack of effort or anything. Do you think that did you come in at your best? No, I think like, um, I mean, I think what happened was um, just stress the final week. Um, when you get to very low uh, levels of body fat, like uh, and controlling your environment is very important. There's this stress hormone uh, cortisol. Um, if most bodybuilders, the last week of the show, they do their best not to have any type of stressors go on because if that gets high, then you start to get um, a bit of water retention, and that can cause you to look a little worse on stage. Um, this year, I started my own business, and um, there was some, some stressors going on there the final week of the show that I couldn't yeah. avoid. Uh, well, now I, I could have um, looking back, but um, you live and you learn, you know? Definitely. Um, so, yeah, just learning – you know how to be a a, a boss yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's difficult yeah like i said like it's like I say i i think people what people don't understand that like literally one little one like one little bad day like i say i, I think personally like just by seeing everything you do i think it was just they caught you on the good day like it happened yeah, to be the worst yeah. day for you but like yeah. you know they caught you and i think like you know, a lot of people probably all right we're done with rough on on to the next one like yeah. i'm like you i don't think you guys understand like the the person who won the open competition last year dropped from one to five, right? Yeah. yeah so I'm like, drop. you dropped from two to six. Like it's it's literally mm-hmm. the same drop, but it's like you think that that person's gonna be, you think he's gonna continue to dropping? No, he's they're both probably gonna come back next yeah, year. Yeah. Like you know, say I know that like, like I guess like my biggest thing like in the division because of the height difference, like 
do you think that your size plays a mat uh, plays a you know with the judges or is it literally you think that they're like i see you as your own person i know what i'm looking for muscle wise so what are they looking for in your division besides just being the biggest okay so si- we know who the best poser is already so <laughs> we were on that one okay okay uh so this it's just on several criteria um um, how much muscle you have on your frame? Like, do, are you? They call it. Are you? Have you filled out your frame? Meaning, like, uh, you know, do your do your. That's that's okay. Well, that's one thing. Um, size. The other thing is is shape. Meaning, um, like the shape of your muscles. Like, you know, Arnold had a very, you know, this type of you yeah, know baseball and base. There. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, Dorian had a very you know like like not a, not like a peaky bicep, more like a, a flat one. So um, the shape of your muscles it matters as well. Um, conditioning, you know, how lean you are, um, how well they can see, you know, the definition in your muscles. Um, that was another word people kept saying. His conditioning is off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, is he not running enough? <laughs> but I guess they're meaning, you <laughs> yeah. know, something else. Just, uh, just other little things that I kept saying. And they, you, uh, you had mentioned that the judge said to get tighter. Is that just yeah. mean like lose a little, a little bit of water, the sign a, little a little bit, a little bit of water? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so those those are the the uh, oh and presentation which uh, so all these things factor in into the uh, the judges' minds when they they're choosing you know the placings so that's kind of how they, they they go about it um, I know it's funny a lot of a lot of fans think think um, me being short is 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 a problem but I'm like well if you actually look at the statistics look at what's going on on stage. Uh, if I'm placing second and I'm I'm pretty much the shortest guy on stage, every person I've beat every every person that's below second is taller than me. <laughs> then obviously height's not that big of a Yeah, they're shoot. not putting that much on yeah. it. Yeah. And I've also beaten Chris before in the past. So I've beaten every, every everyone I've uh, competed against is taller than me and I've beaten them. Beat so them so I don't think I don't think height is is a is a huge factor um when they're choosing, luckily for me. Yeah. Do you think their decision is pretty much already made? Like during your presentation, or is it when you know when they do like the five call outs? Like, do you think that really has yeah, comparing? Because yeah, yeah. I think that's unfair. Like, if you're like if you're standing next to Chris, like even if you your body looks better, it's just like wow, he's massive compared to that guy. So, do you think it? You think you think the judges can still find a way to you know yeah, let's just yeah, pick yeah. the best person? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's not that's like boxing where they just oh, <laughs> that's what we want to win today. Oh my God, no, no, it's not yeah. like that. Um, even the, the biggest thing that you mentioned, uh, the guy that went to, to Sean Carita, he, uh, did an open show, um, last year. Again, he's five to 180 pounds. He beat guys that are six, one, six, two, you know, two eighty. He's a little, so tank, again, yeah. like height, height that definitively, like if a dude that's five to beat a six, two dude, then. So ladies size doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and just in this situation, on the stage, on the stage. All right, man. Now, um. Like this is this like I say this is not really a tough question, but it can be. But do you think your happiness and your fulfillment is tied to winning Mr. Olympia? Like, do you think you'll be able to go on and live your life with no regret if you never win? Yeah, yeah. I I literally I made a post the other day. Um, I think the biggest issue with athletes um, in general, or anyone in, in life, is they attach their self worth to the the sport they do, to the job they have. Um, I think. Bodybuilding is something I do. It's not some. It's not who I am as a person. So um, no, I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, what I've been able to accomplish in the sport um, thus far. And if I never won, you know, I would I would be totally fine with that. And then um, I had read a post that you posted probably 50 years ago. You probably don't <laughs> remember. Uh, you had took some time off, and it's like um, it pretty much said, um, you know, if you fall off, you know, uh, no one cares. Like, no one yeah. cares what you're going through and stuff like that. And, like, I say, I know you're not making any excuses, like, oh, my arm was hurting, I couldn't train. But just what do you um, – do you see yourself bouncing back? Like, do you – like, I know, like, the self-confidence you have, but where do you see your like, – like, do you know the issues that you need to fix? And Like, do you know what – Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said earlier, the uh, the biggest thing is just being able to control my, my environment better that, that week before the show um you know like i said running a business uh for the first time was very new so just having systems in place um pr- better planning and preparing for when i i have that week before the show and to have everything running smoothly within the business so that i don't i don't have to do it that week is is probably going to be the most important thing definitely so yeah. upstairs while everybody's training you're working on your business and stuff you yeah. know everybody's in the gym 
like I said, I, like I said, I know it all too well. And, you know, just trying to manage everything. Like you're like, well, let me just get this done. Then I'll go focus on this. Yeah, so it's just yeah. not wanting. Because I said you still have to pay the bills. And obviously, like bodybuilding isn't paying the most unless you're a top sure. guy. So it is like, I'm guessing like it's social media, like the main driver of everything for you guys at this point now for sure social media is that's how you that's how the sponsorships work um that's where most people get most of their money from so you know you have to do a certain amount of posts um a week um and that's that's pretty much it yeah um but and also as you grow you know you grow your social media more people see that post the more you can um demand from companies the more the more you can sell so um it's it's basically yeah social media is basically how (laughs) yeah is it, um, I mean, at this point, you're not really having to reach out to companies for sponsorship now? Because I did, uh, like I say, there was a post that I did come across and you, you were asking. You were like, hey, how do, I, how do I get sponsorship? How do I get this? So for the people who are watching this and up and coming, like, what should they be focused on? Like, how should they, should they work, work on trying to build their following first and then go off their sponsors? Because for sure, um, there's a couple of different ways. And I actually did a, another podcast strictly on like, the business of bodybuilding but uh i would say you could you could start with a company like I, I think just being realistic with where you are like with your following and and what you can demand and what you can get is is, is important so if you know you don't have a big following at the moment there's nothing wrong with getting the sponsor uh, it, it's more so an ambassadorship at that point getting a couple free you, shirts yeah, little get free, free shirt, stuff discounts like that. on stuff that's totally fine but the cool thing is when you do it that way, you start to build a relationship with that brand, and that's important as well. Um, so I definitely say, like, you know, get with the company. That, but the thing is, get with the company that you like. I have so many times where, like, um, some of the the uh, my my athletes or my clients, they say, "Oh, I'm 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 gonna join this team." And I'm like, "Well, do you like the products?" And they're like, "Ah, they're okay." I'm like, "If you don't like it, you're not gonna be in it. You're not gonna be pushing as hard as you can." You know. Um, so I would like, I always tell them like, wait till you find something you really want to be a part of, because I'm the same way. If I don't like it, then I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to promote it. I'm not going to talk about it. People yeah. can see the fakeness. People, they oh, these are doing it for a check. Uh, exactly. And if the products aren't good, people buy it, then they're not going to trust you ever again. Yeah, it's you your know? reputation. It's uh, your reputation. And like, even with like all the different powders and protein and stuff, uh, like say back when I was playing football, I was like, I need to go to the, cause I saw something that Jay Cutler posted. I need to go to GNC and get this. It's going to make me buff. But like, how do you guys, how do you choose? There's a thousand products. Like do you literally just t- t- test everything. Like it, it's expensive too. So like, yeah. how do you choose? Do you just follow who you think is the best bodybuilder and buy what they are pushing hey, do, for a consumer? That, I that guess. can be re- really risky depending yeah. on what bodybuilder you follow. Cause not every <laughs> bodybuilder has good, um, you know, morals and, and, and <laughs> principles. Just a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say um, just just uh, the easiest way, if, if you want to get a little bit into it, examine.com is a good resource. You can type in a product and you can actually see how well it works. Um, they, it's, 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 they, they base all of it on um, um, studies and research papers. So you don't have to go and look at all that craziness because it's hard to understand. And they just give you like a rating like this is this, you know, it may do this. It does do this. So that's one way. Um, but honestly, the, the products that work the best is just, pre, you know, uh, protein, uh, creatine. If you want a pre-workout, you can have it, but it's not 100 percent necessary. Most supplements are just there to kind of make the life, you know, the lifestyle easier. But most of them aren't a uh, necessity. So in the whole sport of bodybuilding, like besides the money, like what do you think needs to change? Is it just a perception the, on the outside perception? Like what like what can make your uh, sport be be better and continue to grow? I think uh, one the perception uh, could be better. I think it's, it's it's getting better. A lot of bodybuilders nowadays we're starting to understand um, transparency is important um, and just being like like what I just did with the supplements, man. Just being just upfront and honesty with 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 everything is is important, man. Building trust and building. Um, you know, connection with people is important. But besides that, I think um, I wish the organization was a little bit more organized and a little bit better at promoting um, events. Okay. Um, that's, it's, it's, it's definitely difficult. Um, it definitely can be difficult in a sense, but uh, yeah, yeah, I wish, I wish we could do like things where 
like the UFC, they 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 follow fighters leading up into a show and things like yeah, that. Yeah, like little behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, behind the scenes they build up all right access, now. like Floyd used to always do in boxing and stuff. Right now, it's it's pretty much all promotion is is solely on the athletes. Like we have to figure all this out, <laughs> and it's difficult. You know, obviously, like when you first start out, you don't know, you, there's no training. They don't teach you anything. <laughs> there's no direction. You just figure it out. You know, and it's not. Do you think that? Um, like the Olympia and stuff being on pay-per-view is hurting you guys instead of it being on ESPN. Like I believe it used to be in the past. Yeah. Like I get, I get it. They make money, but it's like, you know, like if I think like a lot of sports people come across or flipping the channel, they're like, Oh, bodybuilding. Let me stop. I think that's one of those. I haven't seen this. Or when they have like the karate stuff, like do you think them putting it to make that extra money is a good idea? I remember, so I, I'm not, I don't know all the details, obviously, but I remember a few years ago they were trying to get it back on TV. Um, the issue was trying to fit the, the show into the time slots. Cause yeah, with like, the commercials and stuff. Yeah, bodybuilding is a very weird, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like a two-day event, and it's like an all-day event for two days. Um, I don't know how the deal would have worked, but obviously it, it didn't go through properly, but... I think, yeah, I definitely think if we can get it back on TV, it'll, it'll, it would grow um, a lot better. I think um, the issue might have been is they were trying to show the prejudging. They were trying to show the press conference. They were trying to show the night show. I think the only thing the audience, um, the spectators need to see uh, on ESPN is the night show. I think mm -hmm. personally the getting the awards and seeing the routines, I think the routines are like probably the most important thing. The routines and the just the, the final polls downs and stuff. Yeah. I think even if they continue, they keep it keep it on pay per view. Like I mean, mm -hmm. however they're doing it now, but then like right now you have all the content edited down for TV and, and then and then repost it like a couple couple weeks later. Let it let it kind of. I would agree. And then it, it'll build like even make even if you like do it right before the Arnold, so it can build momentum mm -hmm. towards that. I just think you know. I yeah. think it's yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah have it live and then you know, do, a, do a rerun. I think that's that's probably the the easiest thing, man. There's a lot of random stuff. Just like, I guess, like the biggest thing is like with a lot of the deaths in the industry. Yeah. Does that scare you? Like, or is it just not having the proper doctors and, you know, people watching you and stuff like that? If you want to, I'll get into, I'll give you my opinion. Um, one, I believe that um, a lot of the deaths happened during the, the you know, covid and um, one of the symptoms of COVID is a lot of cardio and, and respiratory issues. Definitely. Um, with, and with the bodybuilders that passed, a lot of the things that they take also exacerbate those exact same things. Okay, hit the same so, triggers. So, yeah, stuff. yeah. And even the, the vaccine does the exact same thing. So, I think bodybuilders were more at risk during that time period um, because of those things compounding on top of each other. I don't... There's definitely been deaths in bodybuilding, don't get me wrong, outside of that. But I think... We saw that spike the last two years because of those things. Um, because now that you know COVID's a lot less, um, we haven't seen that since. Yeah, this, you know, this nothing's past been year. crazy. Nothing's been crazy. No I think it's like that every sport, like football. Yeah. You see, you know what the headshots have been doing to people, yeah. and it's just like social media. I think it's probably been happening, but social mm -hmm. media just amplifies that everything. Too. And then any they want to take it out on the bodybuilders and mm -hmm. like try to put all this fear and worry on you guys and stuff. But outside of that, I, I do think that um, we're in a really good state in bodybuilding health-wise. Like, people are paying more attention to their health. Um, we're getting labs run. We're doing blood work. We're checking blood pressure, um, things of that nature. Um, I think it's becoming a healthier endeavor overall. You always are going to have people who um, abuse things and, and, and push the limits just thinking that they can and, and it, it won't affect them. Um, but... Overall, I think I think we're in a good we're in a good period for the sport. That's good, man. Anything you want to share? You want to share your ad or anywhere where people can find you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me up on uh, I'm Rough Diesel on YouTube, Rough Diesel on Instagram, Rough Diesel on TikTok. Just getting on TikTok because uh, that's that's what we got to do now. We got, yeah, we got to. <laughs> that's that's where we're the most popular. We have over a million followers. Oh, like that's I need to watch. That's our platform. Okay, okay. That's where you know Instagram wants you to pay too much money to to grow yeah, now. So we uh, we started focusing on TikTok, and that's been probably the biggest change for us. Like, okay. uh, definitely, like that's that's we probably had almost two hundred million views last year, all on TikTok. It's it's more organically. Like, they're uh -huh. not going to hold a lot of your content back. I think they're going to start because they want to make that market that mm -hmm. ad money. But I think like that's where you really need to get in now. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's kind of where everything is transitioning to. Except it for the government's trying to shut it off. 
That's that's the big <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, oh, I'm, that's gonna hurt a lot of people if that goes people. through. And well, yeah. I, I just think they'll force them. Like what they were, what um, the last president was trying to do. He was trying to force them to sell to like Google or an American company. Mm-hmm. I think that's all that's gonna happen. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, it's yeah. it's like how are you gonna let a platform with like a half billion people just that's quit? Insane. Like, I just think it's because of who's running it, what yeah, country is running it. They're on, like. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like that's the that's the advice I give to anybody is to get on TikTok now because exactly. that's where the young kids are, that's where the younger generation, and that's where everything's going to. And what made it easier for me is I edit and do all my videos in TikTok, mm-hmm. and then you get an app that removes the watermark, and then you just post it on Instagram. So ah. it's literally it's the same thing. You're just I'm posting it on Instagram, YouTube Shorts. So one yep. post is getting posted to all, but just make sure you get the little five dollar app. To remove the watermark yeah, because then yeah. they won't monetize you and stuff like that. It's like I said, that's the easiest. It still sucks having to go post three <laughs> different captions or, you know, because like one, you can only do 20 captions. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but that, yeah. that's the biggest thing is post on one, uh, pull your information and then it on others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same. Just look at it that way, I guess. It's just, it's the same post three times. Okay. Okay. That's the biggest thing. And, um, you know, if anyone's looking for coaching, uh, I have a company, Iron Eden. Um, we are now. At six coaches, well, actually, we had five. We're looking to hire the, the six soon. We're just in, doing doing the interview process now with her. But um, yeah, is it just bodybuilding coaching, or is know. it like health also? It's health. We we work with everybody um, from bodybuilders to lifestyle transformations. You know, we have moms, we have business people. I, I have an actor that I coach okay. now. Yeah, um, he's been in a couple movies now. Um, so I, you know, I enjoyed a lot. Um, the coaches, they've all been you know trained. Uh, um, a lot of them have degrees. A lot of them are competitors within the sport. Um, they've all been vetted, you know, to make sure they know what they're doing. And, um, yeah. Definitely, man. I'm definitely going to, you know, I'm going to get in the gym and I'll send you some progress pictures. Let's do it. And be like, you did it. No, <laughs> but thanks, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for, I know you've had a crazy, crazy week and appreciate you really finding time to spend time with yeah, us, man. Thanks for making this work. Yeah, yeah. I know I've been, I, I had to figure out when I had time. Oh, no, no, was, yeah. Like, I didn't, like, I was like, I'll catch him on a time where he's probably just in town because I was yeah. like, this is, the crazy week like and i'm pretty sure you're gonna get pulled in a thousand different directions yeah. and you probably just want to rest so you know definitely appreciate you taking your time man awesome, awesome. all right man we'll see you guys next week